to the Con Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. Now, what is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by A-Team Concessions. Find out more about them by searching on Facebook. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, just call or text 765-233-2640. Again, that's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Dr. Renee Mays, instructor at the University of Arizona. We're supported today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Schaefer Leadership, you know, has really been pivoting. You know, usually they do in-person, mm-hmm. face-to-face meetings and all that. Well, our current... That's, that's not working right our now. Our current situation, <laughs> that's not working right now. And so, you know, they have done a really good job of pivoting and shifting their focus and the way they deliver their programming. And I think that's awesome because some of us are like, ah, help, I don't know what to do. We can't meet face-to-face. What do we do? So they've done Zoom meetings, they've done webinars, they've done all kinds of stuff. But one of the other things they're currently doing, and I'm part of, even though I'm a little bit of a slacker right now, is a an online Zoom book club. Okay. So we're all reading a book. It's How to Be Anti-Racist or something like that. I can't remember. How to Be an Anti-Racist? Yes. So not just I'm not racist, but I am anti-racist. I'm a, I'm cha- I'm on chapter one and a half right now, so I can't speak super intelligently right now. But um, so everyone's reading this book. They actually used um, their connections to get some free copies of the books for people who couldn't necessarily afford them or get them. So they got a bunch of free copies of the book, handed them out, or like other people, you could buy them online or Kindle or whatever, read it, and then. Um, they're having three sessions online through Zoom where everybody gets together, talks about the book. They're breaking it out by like uh, discussion groups. So it's not just, hey, there's a hundred people in this book club and like three people are going to talk and everybody else sits in the background. They're breaking it out into like breakout groups, breakout really? sessions, which I guess you can do on Zoom because I don't know how to do that, but you can. Um, and they have facilitators and everybody like breaks it up into small chunks and talks about what they're learning from it and how they can apply it to their lives and all that. Now, have I been to one of these online Zoom groups? No, because I totally forgot <laughs> the other day. You missed it by an hour. Missed, you you I, perked up and you're like, uh, wait, oh. I looked at my phone and it was like, uh-oh, it started an hour ago. So I missed the first one. I'm sure it was great because everything they do is great. But I really like it the way that they've shifted their programming and also taking like taking pulse of the of the environment and the social issues that are going on. The and situation how, happening now. Yeah, all the situations happening now and how they can play a role in that in encouraging leaders um, in the situation that we find ourselves in. So I thought that was pretty cool. Find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have Renee Mays, Associate Professor at the University of Arizona. Did I get that right? Yep, you did. All right, excellent. Well, welcome to the farmhouse. Thanks. So I know zero about you, so catch me up to date. How'd you get here? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, So... (laughs) I came to Muncie in 2013. So I actually graduated from Ohio State with my doc. 
on August 5th and moved to Muncie August 6th. So it was okay. like, yay, walk across the stage and then get all your stuff in the van. We got to go. Um, and so I've been here or I've been in Muncie since 2013 and working um, at Ball State as a, a professor in working in school counseling. And I've been hanging out and been fairly involved in the community. What's been your most favorite thing about Muncie? Muncie is so special like you don't I don't think I realized it in the first year so I spent a lot of my first year like I don't know anyone here and so I would drive back and forth to Columbus and then I made a decision to figure out how Muncie works and the thing that I think has kept me here for so long or is the thing that I think is so special are the people like Mm -hmm. I'm always I think just surprised at how how people love here, how people are active, how people want to interrupt and disrupt systems and all of that. And I'm like, oh, no, like this love is like more than just like a kindness. It's like I'm going to get down and get scrappy for my neighbor. And mm-hmm. like, I appreciate that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is special. Awesome. So you mentioned Ohio. Is that where you're from? No, I'm actually from Oklahoma. Okay. All right. You've been all over the place. Though. I know. Well, it was like a, a gradual progression east so okay. I like lived in the D.C. area, and then now it's, a, I guess, a steady progression west. Okay, excellent. Well, Did tell us about everything? growing up. Like, uh, What was that like in Oklahoma and everything? Yeah, uh, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oklahoma is interesting. So the community that we lived in, so we lived um, in Sand Springs, which is, uh, I guess, a, a suburb of Tulsa. Okay. So it's a, one of the poorer suburbs. So my family was one of the only, one of two black families in the town. Okay. And so that comes with it, I think, a history. So at first, like when we moved, uh, so this was like sixth grade, moving and kind of getting into school and all that stuff. And so that family, so the McLaurin family that who was already there, that story or their history mapped onto my family. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, we're not a McLaurin. Like, they're cool. But there can be other black families here. Like, <laughs> it's totally okay. Um, so there, I think, is interesting in the sense of like not, I think, community maybe not understanding blackness and just mm-hmm. trying to like, move on and get along not to like shield a lot of stuff off of you so I think for me like I went through school and I'm the youngest in my family so I had two siblings kind of go through before me so that was really cool Mm -hmm. um but also like at the same time I'm still trying to carve out my own identity while much of the school or much of um at least my peers or trying to tell me who I'm supposed to be, which some of that is like typical teenager, right. whatever kind of stuff. But when it comes into identity of like, this is who you're supposed to be as a black person, as a woman, it's like, ah, yeah. I don't think you get to say that. <laughs> like, I don't think that you get to say anything about that. So I think for me, it was like a lot of, ooh, sorry, a lot of like pushing back against like, no, not that. No, not that. No, not that. Just let me be. No, not that. Yeah. So it's like interesting. I think there, I, I still certainly have friendships and people that I adore, and people that I, because social media is amazing, right? Oh, like yeah. You get reconnected with people, people, and you're like, oh, yeah. my God. Like, you, you've you come a long way, and you I, like, really appreciate Right, like, I, so it's, like, it's, I think, fun to look back at, or look and, and see that how'd some get, of the people are not who they are or were. So how'd you get to D.C. then? Yeah, so, um, well, how long of the story do you want, right? <laughs> you want to give us yeah sure so um i remember uh applying for colleges and so i'm a, i'm first gen so my parents um they went 
uh, but never finished. So they met, fell in love, and decided that they were going to have a family, didn't kind of do that thing. So my parents were like, you're going to college. And I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. Uh, Don't know what that means, but I'm going to go. And so I initially wanted to stay in state, and my mom was like, no, you have to go. Like, I think that you can do out of state. You're going to be great. And well, at the time, I was like, oh, my God, you don't love me. This actually, I think, was her greatest <laughs> gift of love and saying, like, go away. Just go. Like, yeah. it's going to be OK. Like, you're going to have different kinds of opportunities. It's going to be great. So I went, um, I, like, dipped my toe into the pool and went to Mizzou for my undergrad. And Mizzou was a thing that I knew because my brother was there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, it's probably fine. It's five hours away. Like, I think this is what my mom means. It's far enough away. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Um, and then while I was at Mizzou, I like had a chance to learn more about this thing called graduate school. I had no idea what that was. I, and, and I thought like, oh, you do like, you do studies, like you're doing titrations. Like that's to me like what research or whatever, because mm-hmm. that's all I've ever known. Um, and they're like, no, like you can do things in education and do things with people. And I'm like, whoa, this sounds really cool. <laughs> Please tell me more. So I ended up um, going to University of Maryland College Park um, because I have a scholar crush who was there at the time. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I really, really want to work with her. And I actually got the chance for a little bit. And then she like went, transitioned to another position. So I was out in D.C., D.C. area for about two and a half years, mostly doing school and just, I think, doing life. And it was just the coolest thing. Like, oh, school's yeah. great. And, like, yes, everyone, if you can figure out a way to, like, go out to D.C. and someone will pay for your school, like, a.k.a. pay for you to live there, do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is amazing. But I think for me it was, like, a way to explore and learn more about myself, like, as a black woman and mm-hmm. just, like, what – it means to be black in lots of different kinds of ways because it's the chocolate city. Like there's so many different kinds of black people there. And you're like, you just, you don't get that in Oklahoma. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You don't really get that in the Midwest. Like there are pockets, but it's, it's just really different. Yeah. That's cool. Well, and I think when you get to, you're in that age group, you move away. We always tell our kids like, all right, you can stay here for college if you want to in-state tuition and all that good stuff. But eventually we want you to move away, go out of state, learn who you are, figure out how you fit in the world, what, how, who you want to be, how you want to live, that kind of thing. And then you can come back if you want to make, you know, then have, have a family and grandkids and all that, come back. Yeah, to Indiana, absolutely. bring all that stuff back with you if you want to. That's great. But like, go spread your wings, figure out who you are and your place in this world. Yeah. So far, none of them have taken us up on that. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> They're all still uh, very cl- close to where we are. Sure. But hey, that's okay. It is Number two is finishing up college here in the next year or two. So we'll see. We, we may get a chance. I think, all she, right. I think she will. She Who knows where she'll go? She <laughs> might live in New York or LA or something. Oh my goodness. We, we don't know. So that'll be fun. Those will be fun places for you all to visit. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm like, yeah, go somewhere nice. Don't go somewhere gross that I have to visit. <laughs> it's going to be Montana. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we got undergrad, we've got graduate. So, uh, so what all do you do? What's your, what's your thing? Yeah, my thing. Uh, well, I think in, in terms of professional, which for me, I guess, uh, professional and pers- personal blend um, a lot together. So I um, am really focused on social justice efforts and equity issues. So right now is like an awesome time for you. (laughs) Well, everything's on fire. (laughs) The world's on fire. But it's in fire in a good way. Like I I feel like we're finally – so I feel like there have been um, people, including myself, who have been saying – 
this isn't right and like pushing up against the system mm-hmm. and it, it feels like often you're running into brick walls or people saying like it's not that bad and then you have this moment right here where it's like more people like it's it almost not everybody but it seems like there are enough people that are like oh I think you all were right like right. this isn't like we you're, you're not you're crying saying. wolf right yeah, exactly yeah. so this is this is I think a really beautiful moment and a really hard moment that certainly informs the, the kinds of things that I do so I um I work with people who want to work in schools with children and adolescents and so I teach mostly school counselors about what their roles are in school and how to kind of interrupt and disrupt and dismantle systems and really like love on kids, like care for kids in a way that like keeps them whole. And that for me, like transforms or kind of bleeds into the community because I am connected with the schools here and am lucky enough to, I think, have relationships with many of the folks that I can consult or help or coach whatever with them. And then also it, I feel uh, um, pretty connected, I think, with some community organizations in Muncie um, who have similar missions, right? So it, 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 I think, expands out or grows out from focusing on children and then also thinking like just the lifespan and like how we in Muncie um, and even Delaware County, I guess, at large can just do better, right? Like how we can really like take care of one another and make sure that we're recognizing and tending to the wholeness of people and not seeing them as missing something. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Like there's system stuff that's happening and we need to take care of that. Like people aren't broken. The system is. Right. Well, what kind of organizations are you involved with in the community? Sure. So uh, Reese Muncie. So that's Reconciliation Achieved Through Community Engagement. That's been, I think, a big piece uh, that has shifted a little bit. So we used to meet um, in person, face to face once a month and that has everything is weird taking a sabbatical <laughs> of sorts and so there's um engagement in a, in a more virtual space using mm-hmm. facebook i've done a few facing projects mm-hmm. i know um, that's where i met you was that yeah a couple facing you were great also <laughs> it was fun <laughs> you're acting snuff you're like you're <laughs> well, doing a thing thanks um yeah and then i think just generally just showing up like in spaces so i have been on several boards i've i was um supporting or helping uh with the with the civilian review board that now became the civilian review committee under the human rights commission okay and on uh the board of directors for inspire academy but i'm in a weird position now because i'm transitioning to university of arizona that Mm -hmm. i've started to kind of step down from boards right Tell me about the new job. Like, yeah. are, are you moving to Arizona? No, not yet. Stay? Okay, not right. yet. So what I don't that know. Look if, like for you. There? Yeah. So um, I don't know if you know, but Arizona is literally on fire right now. Yeah. Um, and also, they're seeing, I think, an incredible surge um, in cases like COVID coronavirus cases. That um, I negotiated a slow move. So I'm planning on spending at least the fall here in Muncie and spring is negotiable. Oh, okay. So looking at in some way, shape or form a 2021 move out West uh, when it is safe, because I don't, yeah. if we're, yeah, right if now, I'm teaching right. remotely, like there's no need <laughs> no, for, right. why for, do you need to move there? No, yeah. I don't, I don't need to move. I'm not going to find a place to live. That's ever going to be clean enough. Like I, and there, and like, so worst case scenario, go and maybe get coronavirus. Their hospitals are, over capacity, oh, yeah, right? So they don't out. have the means to even take care of the people who are there. Why would I add to it? Right. So I'm good. Good. Plus We're it's on a pause. hot. Hot is. 
Oh yeah, it's, too, it's, it's like already 120 <laughs> degrees, right? Oh yeah. I used to live in the desert of California, which is oh, yeah. not too far from there. And no. Yeah, you know. 120 is like not a big deal. And it's flipping hot. <laughs> my boy so my boyfriend, so he's from um He's from Arizona. He's from Phoenix area. And oh, okay. he's like, you know what? Midwest is so bad. Like, it's so humid. humid. I just, like, I can't cool off. And he's, like, trying to sell this, like, you know, it's so hot. Your sweat just evaporates. And it's, like, they have misters outside and all this. And I'm, like, hot. Like, at some point, hot is hot. Hot like, is hot. Yeah. Over 100. It's just hot. Like I, When I lived in California, I would be, like, up to 110 yeah. is okay. Because it is a dry heat and whatever. And they do have misters and whatever. So up to 110 was uh, doable. But once it got to 120, it's like hot is hot. It does not matter if it's no. cool or dry or what. And no. no, it's just hot. So, yeah. Good. Stay here as long as you can. Yeah. It's well, I didn't need to figure out how to <laughs> like battle safe. scorpions. Yeah. <laughs> scorpions and javelinas. <laughs> so what do you do for fun? I read books. I'm a nerd. Okay. That's all right. <laughs> read books and play with my dog and listen to records. Okay. What kind of dog do you have? She's a mutt. Pictures on the internet tell me she might be a Rhodesian Ridgeback Shepherd oh. mix. Okay. All I right. try to make her exotic and cool. <laughs> She's super cool. And now it's time for the lightning round. Quick questions for quick answers. Number one question. What's your favorite band or artist? Jill Scott. Okay. She, I think, just embodies this really cool black woman uh, speaking about a whole life that I'm like, oh, I relate to that. And like, yes, all that. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Early bird. Okay. Like 6 a.m. What? It's cool outside. Oh. <laughs> That's true. You have to get used to that in Arizona there. Oh, God. It's still hot at 6 a.m. That's, that's the problem. It never goes away. No. What's your favorite book? This You're an avid re- reader. So I know. <laughs> there are plenty to choose from. Or uh, one of your favorites. I so how about this? Uh, favorite current read sure. is yes. Tiffany Haddish, The Last Black Unicorn. Awesome, hilarious. Have you ever met anyone famous? No, been mistaken as someone famous. Who did? Who are you mistaken? I for? have no idea because apparently I have no idea okay. who, who they thought I was. But okay. I well, enjoyed. Came up to you. They and thought was you like, were oh, somebody. Yeah, I I enjoyed the moment. It was like <laughs> I mean maybe I have a famous face. <laughs> <laughs> What's your guilty pleasure? Chocolate, wine. No, I Trashy. don't feel guilty about this. <laughs> <laughs> trashy TV. That's what I... I, I yeah, probably about. trashy TV. Like stuff that you were like, oh, I know I shouldn't watch this. This isn't good for society. But like sometimes it's nice to sit back and watch utter mess and be like, nope, not mine. But like I can laugh about this. Yeah. Makes me feel better. Like, oh, that's not my life. Right? Okay. What's your favorite movie? Star Wars anything. Okay. Oh, there's a question coming up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But you're all about the Disney Plus taking over? and uh, I got questions. Is it really the vision, the original vision in which it was meant to be? I mean, I'm enjoying or have enjoyed all of the Star Wars and will cry each time I watch and be angry and then also feel like, ah, victory. But what story, what story, was it really meant to be that way? This last it one like, was like, hmm, that's left field. Okay. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is all talk that I don't understand. Exactly. Nah, that's fair. So what's your hidden talent? Something you're good at that people might not know. We've had some people say they can fold a fitted sheet. I can't. Never. I can't do that. Uh, it's somebody, just a ball. <laughs> somebody makes soap. Somebody uh, sounded like a goat. Oh, yeah. They made a goat sound. Somebody else did something weird in here the other day. But it? has anybody ever said to you, wow, I, not everybody yeah, can do fair. that? 
Tell I me. think it's, it's so, it's maybe not so hidden, but I don't like do it a lot here in Muncie. I'm, I sing, like I, I sing in at church, mm-hmm. um, but it's not an on as wide a scale as it maybe was when I was growing up. Okay, that's fair. Now, do you sing in the shower? Oh gosh, <laughs> and I make up songs too. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Car singer as well. Oh god, yeah, and dancer. Car, maybe that's my talent. I am a car dancer. Oh, okay. so much so that people roll down their windows and join. <laughs> Awesome. So I love that. I'm a car dancer, but my children tell me to stop. So Oh, that just means you're doing it right. Oh, then I just do it even more and it embarrasses them. So oh well. So we kind of know the answer to this next one, but Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. I who watches Star Trek? <laughs> I so so the 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 boyfriend watches like he watches both, but he's very much a Star Wars person. And I like out of love, out of sheer love, I sat and tried to watch. And I'm like, what is this trash? Like I can't, I cannot. Also, what is Xavier doing, Professor X? What is he doing in this show? Like, <laughs> doesn't he have like minds to read? He's got other stuff to do. Right. Why is he over here? Get to work. <laughs> awesome. What's your most used emoji on your phone? The black heart and probably unicorns. Unicorns. <laughs> no one said unicorns yet. That's big bad. into unicorns. I love you. I so one friendship is magic. Okay. I don't know if you watched <laughs> My Little Ponies, but it was beautiful. The the reboot, right? So the reboot's incredible and like. I'm I've heard it. it. I have heard it's it wonderful. Spawn what brownies, right? Yeah, <laughs> I know that I'm, I'm not a brony, but I'm, that I feel like that's the thing that you don't want to be. Like yeah. you don't want to be called a brony, but friendship is always magic, and I'm Twilight Sparkle, awesome. <laughs> and probably a little Pinkie Pie. <laughs> See, when I was a kid, I was not allowed to watch uh, Rainbow Bright or or oh gosh, Rainbow Bright or anything with anything magic. with magic. No Care Bears either. No Care Bears. No Care Bears too. No Care Bear. I mean, the Care is in the name. That's. I but, couldn't watch Power Rangers. My mom was convinced that was witchcraft. I so couldn't I was watch like, Power eh, Rangers well. or Scooby Doo or any. D- any did you watch documentaries? I watched a lot of PBS, so a lot of Mr. Rogers and uh, <laughs> Sesame Street. It could Street. be worse. So it could be worse. Wait, Wishbone was on P- PBS. I might have watched Wishbone, maybe a little bit. So yeah. Did and, you watch Little House on the Prairie? And like no, Carmen San Diego. I did love Carmen San Diego. I, I thought yeah. that was awesome. Uh, Little House was great. Little no. Ugh. What is your, that? your house what was Little House on what the was Prairie? What was it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little older than that's you. That's an old man. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Bye. (laughs) We're also brought to you today by A-Team Concessions. You can find them on Facebook. Cardinal corn. Get your cardinal corn. I love that commercial. They should use this on the radio forever. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not. <laughs> Maybe not this version. No. <laughs> well, anyway, tell me about Cardinal Corn one last time. I know. They are our sponsor today. This is it, though, for them. They may come back later in the future. I don't know. That, that, that's true. But they've been a pleasure to they work with. They have been great. Jennifer Cooper Wilson. Yes. We put the call out on Facebook that, hey, we have an opening for a sponsor. And she was Johnny on the spot and is happy to support local business. And we're happy to support her, too. So she's amazing. And Cardinal Corn is not the only thing she has. She has. She has at your service cleaning and errands. So exactly. she'll come clean your house, too. 
And I bet if you're nicer, she might bring you cardinal corn when she comes and brings your, cleans your house. I yeah. don't know. They clean businesses, houses? Houses, residents, uh, commercial, all that kind of stuff. So if you want to get rid of all the yucky like germs and stuff, which we all have right now, she'll come in and they'll wait. I, I hope we don't have right now. That's <gasps> what you meant to say. Well, I Because we're so. wearing the masks. Well, we, I'm wearing the mask. Yes, I am being safe and doing my part. The rest of the world might not be, but I am. <laughs> uh, so, yes, but she'll come in with masks and gloves and clean your house or your office or all that good stuff but cardinal corn is yummy popcorn that is yummy 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 with her sauce so- super secret recipe recipe caramel sauce stuff and it's very good yes you can get it at muncie makers market on saturdays yep you can also get it with your beer at guardian brewery just call them up say hey i need a six-pack delivered with some cardinal corn they'll hook you up they'll definitely hook you up here in uh, Muncie, at least. Yeah. In yeah. Farmland, they, they get a little... Nobody delivers to Farmland. <laughs> Even Pizza King in Farmland does, does not, not deliver, deliver to our us. house. <laughs> no, we have to get everything. We have to go we, get everything. We, we, we live too far out. I know. So far away. <laughs> anyway, get your cardinal corn. Get it. It's yummy. It's good. It's delicious. You're not going to any ball games. You can't get it. Get it now. Get it from Jennifer. Jennifer Cooper Wilson. At your service cleaning. 18, 18 concessions. concessions. Find them both on Facebook or message Jennifer Cooper Wilson on Facebook. She will hook you up. And thank you to Jennifer Cooper Wilson for sponsoring us for the past few months. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We love you, Jennifer. So Angie and I have been watching Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. The reboot, the new one. The new one. Now, here's the deal. They have picked the worst cover photo for that so we can never find it i can't it find it it's like gray with white like scripty writing every time i go to look for it i'm like where the hell is this show it looks like the cover to a breaking bad episode or something or like something that. weird it doesn't look like it should and i can't ever find it but whatever anyway you've dug up some information on unsolved mysteries i have from mentalfloss.com because now facebook knows what i'm watching and stuff and it keeps serving me up all these crazy things now, when I think of mental floss, I, I think of a string between your two ears and you move it back and forth, oh, like gives, going through your head. That gives me the willies. Like mental I floss. The, I have the goosebumps right now. <laughs> I don't like that. Quit it. <laughs> All right. Number one. All right. Number one. It started out as a series of TV specials. Like it really? was Yeah. It was just like a special series called Missing Have You Seen This Person? That wasn't a very good title. Well, no. It aired uh, in April of 1986. And it was hosted by David Burney and his wife, Meredith Baxter. Do you know who that is? Meredith Baxter. Yeah. She's uh, Low House, right? Or... Nope. Nope. Family Ties. Family Ties. The mom. Okay. Her, Elise Keaton. Is that what her name was? The mom on Family Ties. Alex P. Keaton was Michael J. Fox. Yes. I do know that. I do know that. So Meredith Baxter was the mom on yes. Family Ties. On Family Ties. But before that, she was, she hosted Have You Seen This Person? Okay. Yeah. In the early episodes, the show didn't use actors in the reenactments, but they made like the real people do it. They made the real people do it? Yeah. In the early episodes, if there were any reenactments, we had the actual people play themselves. That's why the acting is not so great in the first few episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Because they couldn't pay actors to act in the show because they didn't have any money. But you could tell if the actors were bad because they had a lot of voiceover. So the actors were <laughs> to, cover it, all to up. cover it all up. So if you heard the, the, the narrator doing all kinds of like voiceovers and the actors barely were talking, 
That means they weren't very good. I don't think anybody's ever seen these episodes you're talking about anyway. No, this the was, first ones. No, this was when it came to Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, not the first. They had like three episodes that were like specials. Then they turned it into like a real TV show. Okay, but with they the guy. With Robert Stack, the guy. The, oh, the yeah. The trench coat Unsolved Mysteries guy or whatever. So these are that. Yeah. Okay. But did you know who the first actor, one of the first actors that they used, do you know who it was? No, who? He's famous now. Who? Matthew McConaughey. Really? <laughs> he was on the one of the first reenactor actors. Yes. Reenactment actors. Yes. That's how you say that. In his first professional acting gig, Matthew McConaughey appeared shirtless, of course, as a murder victim in an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. So the other day we were talking about Unsolved Mysteries and how you said they only did mysteries. That's like correct. Missing people. They only yeah. No, that is not true. Wait, what? They had a four-segment format, so it consisted of four segments plus an update on an older case. Usually. Okay. Yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah. So almost every show has an unexplained death in it, obviously. Almost every show has a long-lost love story. And then they'll put in a legend about a gold mine or a legend, an urban legend, a UFO story, or something like that. Now, you see, I don't remember that because we are watching the new ones and they're long form. Like, they are like many documentaries well, they are. for an hour. Yeah, and it's just and, one story and it's for just an one hour. story all the way through. Whereas the old ones, now that you mention it, yeah, they were kind of... Uh, so if there were four stories... Two or stories, three different things going on right. in every episode. Like 20 minutes each or something like that. So. But, but they had some alien stuff in it? Yes, because those always scared the bejesus out of me. Like, I can deal with the murder and the whatever, but as soon as they were like, aliens or UFOs, I was like, or demons. Oh, do you, I was oh, like, oh demons, no, yeah, no, I can no. see that. That for you. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I couldn't do that. Ah, well. See, you've learned something new. Gonna have to go back in time and like, Check this, check this show out. Yeah. In 1990, it ranked number 11 for all TV series for that year. And eventually it got to third in the year. No kidding. Yep. So it's a very popular show. It was very popular. I mean, back then we only had three channels to watch too. So. That's true. Now I was in uh, high school at this point. So junior, senior year in 1990. So I didn't watch that much TV then. I was, I was too busy doing stuff. Oh, I guess you were in high school. Yeah. Yeah, that's when you're cool and doing. That's why I don't probably don't remember as much. And that's when I was in junior high, so I... Oh, you were watching TV then. I was watching TV. I can't imagine my parents would have let me watch the show because of, like, murder and stuff. But and, you remember watching it. But I must have watched it, so I guess. I don't know. Did you know that not everyone wanted their cases on Unsolved Mysteries? What do you mean? Well, back then, people... Like, how, how could they cover it if you didn't want it on there? Well, if you didn't want it on there, they wouldn't put it on there. But like they were when they were trying to get people to like, hey, let us feature your story. Some people were like, um, no, they didn't want to come out of the woodwork to say that they've seen ghosts and stuff like the ghost oh, ones yeah. and the UFOs. They couldn't find people to do those. I think it was a little easier to get the missing people ones on there because they obviously want to find their people. Exactly. Uh, but like, hey, I found it. I saw a ghost in my house and I got a UFO outside. No, I think they had a little harder time <laughs> finding ones for those. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, uh, nowadays we have uh, ghost hunters and ghost oh, yeah. treasures I mean, we and see ghost it all shows. The- and second, what, What's the one we really like with uh, with the girl? Oh, Kindred Spirits. Kindred Spirits. That's it. 
And the guy who collects uh, demon-possessed <laughs> items, a, puts ghost, them in his basement. Ghost collector. Ghost collector, yes. <laughs> We've awesome. watched a lot of these ridiculous shows <laughs> because I was definitely not allowed to do any, well, like participate in any of the stuff when I was a kid. And so now I'm like, please let me watch all the Ghost Hunter shows. I know it's not real and I know it's all fake, but I love it. I don't care. Angie's the kind of person now that wants to go to the, uh, stay all night at the asylum. Oh, I or do. Absolutely. Whatever to, uh, experience I want to take but. Holden to the Randolph County Infirmary and spend the night there but you have to be 18 to do it and he's not 18 and i'm so sad because <laughs> by the time he is 18 he, he won't, won't want to do it he won't want to <laughs> hang out with me anymore and, <laughs> and it makes me sad now just an update i saw a news story today about unsolved mysteries where episode three the count uh who supposedly killed his family spoiler buried, alert my goodness the, well they he buried him underneath the house. You find um, out pretty early. I'm going to say in the first three minutes, it's like it's all set up for you. But anyway, they say they might have find found him in uh, Chicago. In Chicago? Yeah. Is he? I mean, alive? He's obviously. a count. Come on, you can. In Chicago, we don't. In America, we don't vampire, care about now counts. That I'm thinking about it. <laughs> he might be kind of look like. He's one. a French. He's a French vampire. Count vampire who murdered his whole. Family anyway, of that, six people. <laughs> that's rumor, but uh, that that was a new story I saw today. Interesting. So, definitely watch Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. It's a lot of fun. Not they sponsored. Are, not they are not paying not us, paying to, say us that, to say But this. but it is a uh, they are they're good shows. They're good shows, and it's quarantine time. We're all watching more TV, and you know, watch that. It's good. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at GoneBoss.com or hashtag GoneBoss. We're on Instagram at GoneBoss2K or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Also, join the conversation in our Facebook group. Just search Gone Boss and hang out with us. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by A-Team Concessions. Find out more about them by searching on Facebook. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone boss. boss.